Again, this is Linda Ockwell Jenner, founder of Motivational Steps, inspirational speaker, author, and consultant. Today is Saturday, the 13th of August, and here are some more motivational moments for you. I am in a reflective mood today, looking back on my life and past events. Because I love peace and harmony in my life, I try my best to get on with everyone and appreciate that everyone has their differences. What I try to do is either resolve those differences or just agree to disagree. Unfortunately, not everyone can do that and prefer to either sulk for a while or just not speak to the person who upset them. I call that bearing a grudge. Life is too short to let little things get on top of you and shut out the people who care about us. Human nature being as it is, sometimes dictates the way we act in certain situations. But we are allowed to learn from past mistakes and, hopefully, next time might view a situation in a different light. Some of my reflection has been on the fact that Technically, I will be cancer-free from my second diagnosis five years this August. I say technically because no one really knows if there is any cancer floating around inside me. But I think positive and believe I will carry on with the rest of my life not having any more problems with cancer. Saying that, I am still very sad that so many people are not practicing prevention in favour of always running to the doctor for a cure. An example of this is how people who smoke cigarettes tell me that they have cut down smoking and because they only smoke a couple of cigarettes a day, they are helping themselves stay healthy and hopefully cancer free. Unfortunately, as I know from many doctors, cutting out smoking completely is the only way to give yourself a better chance of staying healthy. One of my most popular keynotes is called, Do You Play Russian Roulette? This keynote normally helps people realize they have a health challenge and offers strategies on how to deal with these issues. I remember when my parents smoked in our home from the time I was born up until I left home to get married. In those days, the education was not available as to the harm secondhand smoke could do. I sometimes reflect on the what-ifs and maybe the second-hand smoke was one of the reasons I got cancer. But I will never know. Does it matter? Not really, in the sense I can't change the past, but I can make sure my future is different. I am in charge of my future, my destiny. No one else can dictate that. I am also reflecting on the fact that I have so many kind people in my life who live beyond themselves. They help others, offer the hand of friendship, and in so many ways change the lives of others. If every person in the world decided to do something nice for someone else, imagine the smiles on people's faces, the joy it would bring. 
I believe we should have a worldwide do something nice for just one person day and see what it brings. As promised in my last podcast, I have been reading some of the motivational thoughts from my monthly digest Stepping Stone. If you want to read more, why not subscribe by visiting my website www.motivationalsteps.com Now I am going to whet your appetite once again and read some more from a chapter of my book, A Life Like Mine. Chapter 7, My Early Life After living in Canada for almost two years and having settled down to a life in our own home, I realised just how lonely and bored I was. My husband had his work, the children had school and hobbies and their friends, and I felt quite lost. I did not have a career I could fall back on. In England, I had been quite lazy in school, and my mum was of the opinion, if you don't want to do something at school, don't do it. I took the easy way out, and instead of listening to my dad, who tried to encourage me as much as possible, I decided it was okay to be lazy. I had big dreams, though. One day, I was going to be a famous dress designer. I would spend most of my lesson time doodling on pieces of paper, designing beautiful gowns and dreaming of when I would be rich and famous. I was often interrupted by the teacher's ruler banging on my desk and waking me up. I realised that, once again, I had not heard the lesson. I was then sent to the headmaster's office and given a stern talking to. Afterwards, I promised to try harder and do my best to concentrate. One of my biggest challenges was math. I hated adding up, never learned my times table and just did not want to learn. Once again, my mum said there was no point and I took the easy way out. I also had lots of time off school. Sometimes it was because of my health, but mostly it was because mum needed me at home. To this day, I have no idea what was wrong with her. I think she may have had experienced panic attacks as I did when I was an adult, but she never told anyone about them. I also think that she had challenges with her nervous disposition that had never been identified because she would not go to the doctor for checkups. My mum's childhood had been harsh. She was one of ten children. Her father's first wife died, leaving behind two small children. He married my grandmother and they had eight more children. My mum, her stepsister and her stepbrother were responsible for looking after the younger children. Even in those days, the house they lived in was classed as a slum and consisted of two rooms upstairs, two downstairs and an outside toilet. Conditions were not good and mum once told me she could not wait to get away and live her own life. My mum met my dad and they got married. He had come to my mum's city for work because he came from a shipbuilding community and there was no work for him there. As far as I can remember, it was never a happy marriage, but that is just my memory. 
I could be wrong. I excelled in some subjects at school though, subjects I liked and enjoyed and had an interest in. I liked English and history and I loved art, but I hated physical education. I was terribly shy of getting undressed in front of the other girls, so would bring notes from my mum explaining why I could not take PE that day. In the end, my teacher gave up trying to persuade me to join in. I never learned to swim either, and that is the main reason I made sure my children had swimming lessons as soon as they could stand up. I know now that it had a lot to do with me, but partly my parents, and the teachers tried, but they hit a brick wall. I tell my children about my experience at school and encourage them to be different, but if they make the same decisions, then they should not regret them, but work with the choices they made. If there is one thing I have learned from my own experience, it is to talk to my own children about my past, encourage them to ask questions now before it is too late, so they too do not have my regrets. Saying that, I knew it was a different time and a different way of life for me, so having regrets is something I try to learn from and I don't dwell on. I do hope you are enjoying the parts of my book I am sharing with you. Remember, you can order my book from my website www.motivationalsteps.com If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at lindra.motivationalsteps.com and I will do my best to answer your question. Here is a quote from my book by Voltaire. Hopefully, it will be food for thought for you. It is not more surprising to be born twice than once. Everything in nature is resurrection. That's all for today. I will be back later in the month with another podcast. And until then, goodbye. Goodbye.